Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swell and jingle bell smell. Rollin' and rollin' and buckets of fun. Now the jingle bell has begun. Giddy up, jingle horse, dickity doom. Down and in, down and down. We interrupt this song to bring you the Pacers Pod. Welcome. It is a Tuesday night, the eve of the Pacers Milwaukee Bucks showdown in Indianapolis on Wednesday. Two of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference meeting once already this season. The Pacers were smoked by the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks, I believe, won by over 20. It was the uh, grand opening of their new arena early on in the season. Pacers got smacked around. I think, I haven't watched the Bucks much, but I know that they've been one of the best teams in the league. They're second in the Eastern Conference. By all accounts, Giannis is um, incredible. And... They're coming to Indiana to play a team that is starting to feel pretty good about themselves. The the Pacers had a really good week, um, beating the Kings, beating the Magic, and then beating the Wizards um, Friday, Saturday, and Monday, respectively. I think is a is a big momentum boost, and it it puts our record at seventeen and ten fourth in the Eastern Conference right now. And we're doing this without Victor Oladipo. So you start to feel really good about what we've been able to accomplish. Um, Oh man, I don't think I'm recording. Turns out I was recording. First technical difficulty of the episode. But I was just talking about how the Pacers should be feeling good with where they're at right now, having won these games without Victor Oladipo, and we're seeing Miles Turner um, starting to really carry himself well out there. Uh, last night against Washington, he had 26 points, 12 rebounds, five blocks. I think he even had six blocks, but they only counted five. <clears throat> but, um, you know, he's, he's had a couple of really nice games, and it's really encouraging to see Darren Collison's been stepping up his game. Um, so the Pacers just have a lot of guys who are doing well recently, and so when, when Oladipo plugs in, you know, we could still, we could still be a, a, an Eastern Conference contender, I believe, at this point in time, especially since we've seen Toronto slip a little bit recently. And Philadelphia, they do have Jimmy Butler now, and they're scary. Um, but I don't know. They're still young, ultimately, and they're not that deep of a team. So I'd say the jury's still out. The, the Pacers could have a chance against Philly. Um, but, yeah, Milwaukee's a team that we're going to see what we can do. I I don't think the Pacers are going to have Oladipo for this game, although it was reported uh, yesterday 
that Oladipo was going to be able to practice today, this being Tuesday, and um, he could be ready sooner than we think. So I don't know. Maybe he, what if he would play tomorrow? That'd be cool. But um, the good news is we're going to have Oladipo back. It looks like, you know, in the next week, maybe two weeks. I don't know what the timetable is, but I don't think it would be much longer than that with the talk that's been um, going on now since this released. So, you know, that's where I think the Pacers are. Um, you know, and I also wanted to talk about Miles Turner a little bit more. We just watched the Pacers beat the Wizards last night, and Miles had his best game probably of his career. Um, I mentioned earlier, you know, he had 26, 12, five blocks, just, um, and he really kind of dominated the game. The, the Wizards were coming back pretty strong in the fourth quarter. We put in Miles, and he had a couple, or at least one key block. Um, he just really anchored the defense. And um, after the game, there, he was getting interviewed, and they talked to him about um, his defensive play lately because he's been blocking everything at the rim. Um, I think Turner's had, I don't know, I know he moved up to, in, to third overall in the league in block shots. But he's probably, I mean, he's had a lot of games where he's getting four or five blocks of games. He, I, I know he's had one of six this year, but especially lately, he's just getting a bunch of blocks. And um, since Oladipo has gone out, Turner's rebounding numbers have skyrocketed. He's, and it makes sense, actually, because Oladipo gets a lot of rebounds for a guard. Oladipo, I believe, was averaging almost seven rebounds a game. So you take him out, where do those rebounds go? Well, most of those are going to Miles Turner. And he's been putting up monster stat lines, double-doubles, and just being, um, I think, way more impactful over this past uh, week especially, but two weeks and maybe even like four weeks overall. I think he's he's playing a lot better in uh, the month of like November and December than he was October, early November. So that's really encouraging for the Pacers. Um, and it'll be exciting to see if Miles can keep this up because – there was talk about him being an all-star before the season started. Like that was kind of the next step for Miles Turner. We had pretty high, or at least I had really high hopes for him. Um, I had high hopes of types of games that he had last night as being more on the norm rather than the latter, or rather than being so rare. But he's young and He's put it, he's putting them together now. And same thing with like Sabonis. Like he's got a 30-point game under his belt. Sabonis has put up some ridiculous lines recently. You know, 20, 20 points over 15 boards um, in some games. Uh, so the both of those guys are looking great. And I'm just pretty happy to, to be honest with where the Pacers are at right now. I think it's um I don't know. I, I think there's there's this thing going on in the Eastern Conference at the moment where Boston's looking really strong, and it makes sense. People had them picked to, you know, a lot of people had them to pick pick to win the Eastern Conference. I for one thought they would would be, would, that that they would win the Eastern Conference. Um, they're finally starting to play better, and they're matched matching the Pacers basically in wins, and so they're starting to become a. 
some separation in, in, in the rankings between the top five teams and the bot and then the rest of the Eastern Conference because Detroit's fallen in the rankings a little bit. And uh, the Pacers are hanging in there right now with, with these top teams. And we're going to get a chance uh, tomorrow against Milwaukee and then Friday against uh, the 76ers to see how we actually stack up with the best teams in the, in the league. And so these next two games, I think, are going to be um, really interesting. And it, it, I, I ultimately, if Oladipo doesn't play, you know, I'm not going to care too much about these individual games. I'd like to see the team compete. That's my main, um, I guess, I think, we, I think you could call it a win if uh, Milwaukee gets a win tomorrow night against the Pacers, but we played uh, super hard and physical and, um, I don't know, just don't, don't look lost. Look, look like a competent team against the Bucs. Uh, and then, you know, and we would just know, like, well, we didn't have our best player at this point in time, so it made sense that we lost. Um, and the same thing goes with Philadelphia. But it's just about how how's it how is the game going? Did Pacers lose by twenty five and it was never even close, or you know are they in these games and they're competitive? So it's an interesting time. It's a you know we're over the quarter way, moving almost a third into the season here. Um, I like where the Pacers sit, and I really appreciate what Miles Turner's been doing, and I like the new hairdo. Um, he had like those braid or yeah, I guess they're braids, um, but not cornrows. And he had them up in his kind of like in a little ponytail thing. It was a cool look and he had a great game. So he said he might keep them. Um, oh, but I, I don't know if I actually finished my thought about, uh, one of the things with Miles Turner is the chatter about him being defensive player of the year. And I guess, Nate McMillan, who was first team all defense, uh, I think twice in his playing career, challenged Miles Turner to be uh, an all defensive, actually to be the defensive player of the year in the NBA. And, you know, he's he's doing pretty well. He's getting a lot of blocked shots. He's uh, starting to rebound more. Um, so it's good to see. It's just really, it's really, I got, it's, it's nice to, to have Sabonis and Turner playing so well. Um, and then now it's just when Oladipo comes back, having all three of those guys clicking at the same time, it's just going to make the whole entire team so much. It's going to elevate our, our play so much. Um, so one thing uh, outside of Miles Turner that was awesome is I went to the Sacramento Kings game on Saturday night in Indianapolis and it was, it was a Pacers win, and the Pacers, it was kind of, if I remember right, it's been it's so funny, I don't even remember really, like, much about the game, but uh, it, was a, it was a pretty close game. I know the Pacers ended up winning, um, you know, it wasn't down to the wire. Um, so, how's that for some analysis? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, this was such a fun night and such a, a, a cool experience. And, uh, as someone who doesn't get to go, I should say get to go. Like I, 
um, am complaining. It's just, I don't go to a lot of NBA games and all the NBA games I've gone to in the past, I've um, gone up stairs to find my seat. And so this was an awesome time because we sat in the ninth row and we were basically center court. Um, and it was when you're sitting in your seat and you're looking out on the court, these guys, they still seem like they're taller than you. Like they just look like monsters when you see them um, extend their arms up and they're basically just touching the backboard, just like on their feet, like Willie Cauley Stein, this seven foot dude with stretch Armstrong arms and legs. And like he, he caught a couple alley-oops um, he had a couple of plays where you're just like, oh my gosh, uh, it, it was, it was awesome to say the least to, to be, that's like, it made me never want to watch an NBA game besides sitting right there. Um, my wife was, you know, we were talking about how they, you could like see the, the defender's eyes whenever the, um, like yeah, you know, like whenever they're just playing ball, like the de the defenders are all these little communications going on back and forth between the players that you don't pick up when you're watching the game on TV, and just like watching them like check the ball out, look at their their look at their man, trying to read the defense, trying to see the screen that might be coming, um, like oh, what where are they gonna have to run to to avoid contact? It's like uh, it was awesome, and. Uh, yeah, that was just such a cool experience. And it was like the who's who of Indiana. We saw Rick Smith, the Duncan Dutchman. He was there front row. He walked, walked by seven foot four. We saw Yogi Ferrell's mom. Um, I don't know what else. Oh, there was another celebrity sighting. I was at, uh, so before the, before the game, my wife and I went to the mall and I was shopping at Express. Sure enough, I shouldn't say sure enough, like we expected to, but Iman Shumpert was in there and what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> anyways, I guess that was just something that happened. Um, I don't know. I got self-conscious about talking about those experiences. I don't know. That was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. I think I felt like I was bragging or something, and I didn't want to be bragging about that because that's kind of a weird thing to be braggadocious about. I'm just going to talk my way through this. Um, the point I was trying to make was we saw a lot of people that we'd seen on the TV and it was fun to point them out with my wife and, uh, Rick Smith's Yogi Ferrell's mom, Bobby Slick Leonard, seeing Iman Shumpert, getting to see Troy Williams and Yogi Ferrell, um, when we were walking from, oh yeah, we were going to get appetizers and drinks before the game. We're walking outside to the to the restaurant and we walk past the hotel that the Kings are playing at. And so we see 
like Troy Williams, who played at IU, which my wife and I, we loved watching together. And then we saw, not that we like stopped and got to autographs or anything. We just were like standing right there, right when they were walking outside. Saw De'Aaron Fox and Harry Giles. Cause I was like, oh shit, like let's stick around a little bit. This is cool. <laughs> I was going full blown fanboy. But uh, then just being at the game, seeing Yogi, Yogi Ferrell play. Um, man, seeing Sabonis and Turner up close and personal and Old Depot, watching his antics on the bench, which, you know, I don't know. My verdict's still out. <laughs> I'm a hater. <laughs> but that's no, cool. It's, it's cool. Let's see, what else went on? Oh yeah, so I was, I've had some dental work done Reese in the past couple of weeks and I have temporary crowns in. Well, it was at the Pacers game that I decided to chew a piece of gum and my teeth came right out. And so I had two empty spots in my mouth where the two biggest teeth should be right in front and center. And uh, it wasn't just like empty. There is also like these little baby meth looking teeth. And I was just like, oh my God, this looks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> but I went into the bathroom and there's, you know, like 50 people. This is right before the game starts. Like we were just about to go back to our seats for the tip off. And so I'm like, oh man. So I like look, trying to look in the, looking in the mirror, but there's all these people and I was just like really self-conscious because it looks so bad. And, <laughs> So I was kind of messing with them to see what messing with the teeth to see if I could get them to stay in my mouth and I couldn't. Um, but, you know, like, so I was like, shit, I guess I'm just going to have to go the rest of the night without my two front teeth. And then also all day Sunday. And then I guess I'm gonna have to do something about work like Am I going to go to work without my two front teeth or am I going to, you know, wait until I can get into the dentist? <laughs> so anyways, I just had my, I didn't have my front teeth for the game, uh, but it was all good. I was able to get past it. Didn't take too long. Uh, before I know it, I was yelling at the game and <laughs> my wife just kept telling me, you know, like, hey, don't forget you have... <laughs> No front teeth. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just kind of like losing track of the fact that I was missing them. So I was showing them off, I suppose, during the game, but um, nothing too crazy. The, dude, the kid, there's a kid in front of us that he hit the grand slam of being a fan, especially being a kid. I was so, my kid, my kid self was so jealous of this guy. He got, uh, he got a handshake from Boomer. He got um, a t-shirt 
and a ball. He caught two things that got shot out of cannons. And he also got on the, the big screen. Uh, luckily, my mug wasn't up there. But uh, anyways, oh, so yeah, so I guess to wrap this, this story up, turns out, um, so Sunday morning, we're getting ready to leave the hotel. Or no, not even leave. We just woke up, actually. And um, my wife gives me my teeth, and she's like, here, take your teeth. I don't want to carry them all day because they were in her purse. So I grabbed them, and uh, I just snapped them right into place. And, <laughs> like, they stayed like that all day Sunday while I, even when I ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Stayed there all day Monday, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then today during my lunch break, I got them re-glued. But, I mean, I went this whole time with, with them out. Um, and it was obvious, obviously possible to put them back in. So, you know, that's kind of the moral of the story is, you know, don't freeze under pressure. I think I was probably getting a little too flustered maybe in the bathroom. You know, I didn't bring my, uh, my, my composure was down. So, uh, lessons to be learned. Anyways, we had a great time at the game. And definitely, I was like, man, we were talking about how cool it would be to be season ticket holders. Um, you know, but it's got me thinking about NBA VR. I think I've heard that, you know, I think that's a thing. And I wonder if it's amazing and I'm missing out on it. Like maybe that's something that we should look into because there's definitely something about kind of being close to the game, but having the vantage point of like, what is that? Like, you know, being able to look wherever you want and being that close is such a cool way to view the game rather than watching it on television where you're only getting what, you know, part of the court they're showing at that, at that time. So, I don't know, it's cool. Man, it's just, it's addicting. I, I could like, I could go to every game. That'd be so much fun. Uh, who knows, maybe one day I'll do it, you know? Like, just do it. Maybe it'll happen. All it takes is a little, little good idea, maybe. An idea that I uh, put, uh, put into practice, make some money to buy season tickets, or maybe VR is awesome. And that's the, that's a good, that's a good middle ground there. Um, okay. Let's see. So I like where the Pacers are at. I think that these next two games will be interesting against Milwaukee and Philadelphia. You know, number two and number three, these are the two teams ahead of us if we want to move up. So, man, it'd be awesome if we got a couple wins. Oof. But um, we'll just have to wait and see. That's why we play the games. But it's exciting. And that's about all. Okay. One of the things, actually, the last thing I wrote down in my notes is 
pushing yourself to get better and enjoying the moment slash being content. I think Okay, I think what I was getting at there was there's like drive to want to do more or to do better. And that can come in many different forms. It can come physically, as in wanting to get into better shape or uh, wanting to eat healthier, you know, wanting to become more flexible, whatever, maybe be more mindful, um, you know, maybe be less, um, what, less materialistic. Like there's these ideals that you can strive for. Um, but it's hard to do that, you know, like habits are hard to break and, and mindsets are hard to kind of break. And, um, I don't know, at least for myself, there's plenty of things I know I could work on. Problem is, the problem is, do I have enough discipline and mental fortitude and willpower to kind of do the things that are necessary for me to advance fast? Um, so like, you know, should, are there certifications or something that I should, could get in my job that would allow me to, you know, maybe get a promotion or you name it, like all these different things. Should I be training more or like, should I start that healthy diet right now? But it's like, yeah, I'll try to, but a lot of times I'm going to fall into my old habits kind of. Um, so it's kind of like balancing your, your, your best self, if you were able to bring it 100% every day versus being content with where you are and just kind of enjoying what you have now and not worrying about, you know, being so disciplined about your diet. And I think it probably comes from like, ultimately having a diet because you genuinely love your body so much or your health so much that you want to eat that good stuff rather than uh, the bad stuff. Like maybe that's, maybe that's kind of the mindset of people that don't eat junk or, you know, like are really mindful of what they eat and stuff. I don't know. Um, but like, I'm not that way. Like I, I like to eat a lot of junk food and I, have tend to have a hard time not eating junk food. So I'm kind of addicted to it in a sense. It's weird. It's, it's kind of a real thing. Like I start craving Mountain Dew, uh, oof. especially after lunch, if I haven't had one, man, I'm like, I need one. Cause that's the only way I'm going to be able to get through this, this motherfucking afternoon. If you know what I mean, something only the dew is going to do for me. Uh, so a lot of times I go and get me myself a little fountain pot and that tends to do the trick, but it's hard to, it, it's hard to, I know that's bad for me and I know that it's bad for my teeth and I know it's bad for, you know, just like my shit in general. Like you shouldn't be drinking 32 ounce Mountain Dews every day. 
But it's like, sometimes I'm just like, well, you know, I run enough or I'll try to drink some water too, but man, I just am on that do. So it's kind of embarrassing too, because a lot of people are, are over pot, man. Like, it's kind of like, oh, that's pretty, I don't know. Like, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's kind of like white trash to drink a lot of pop. A little bit, at least around here. Um, but I, I mean, whatever, you know. But that's what I'm getting at. It's like, what do you do there? You know, if you want to, you want to do better, um, but at the same time, you, you don't want to be pushing yourself so much that you're not having fun. And, and maybe, you know, maybe one of the things there is learning how to have fun doing the things that are good for you. Um, maybe trying to work on that wiring rather than, rather than seeing yourself as like not able to accomplish something because something has a, a hold on you. Like, cause I know like physically I would be fine if I didn't have Mountain Dew, but it's like, I can't control my mind. I can't shut that desire for it off very easily. I have to really set some, some boundaries there. Uh, but then it's like, I don't want to be the guy that's doing that. So, but maybe I do, you know, because obviously I think about it somewhat, but anyways, this isn't about my diet. It's just about finding a good balance in your pursuit of happiness, baby. All right, yo, I have rambled enough. Pacers are looking good. 17 and 10, fourth in the Eastern Conference. Oladipo on the horizon. Hope everyone has a great night and enjoy the next couple of Pacer games. Peace.